If you're offended by crude humour, foul language or dodgy decision making, Rolf is Stupid might not be for you. Welcome back to Rolf is Stupid, a not-so-serious DMD podcast where five friends travel to the Feywild to try and find their lost things and find out what has happened to Zabilna. I'm Chris, your DM, and fun fact for this episode is a two-for-one. Madrick found Gumball, the little Almirage that's in their bum bag, at the Tomb of Annihilation up in Chilt, so you know they've seen some shit. Hi, I'm Tim. Uh, I'm playing Schwangbury, the Human Ranger. Fun fact about Schwangbury he gets his red and black arrows from a Fletcher, Dustin. Oh, God. <laughs> that was, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. No bombers. Found the Essendon fan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, I'm Lewis. I'm playing Edrilin. Uh, as you know, Edrilin is well-versed in bird lore, but since birds are descendant from dinosaurs, he's also very adept in dinosaur lore, or dinos lore, as I like to call it. Uh... But that also sounds... <laughs> A bit like a salad. <laughs> so is Edrilin a lawyer? Uh, he can't legally say that he is one. <laughs> G'day, I'm Brandon. I'm playing Stunzy. And a fun fact about Stunzy is he always has these three specific spores in his pocket. The Rush Room, the Terra Morabilis Belitis, and the Purple Haze. And what do these spores do? Maybe you'll find out later. Wait, no, I should be telling you what they do. I'm the DM here. <laughs> yeah, and also you won't find out later because I'd have to plant them and wait around a full year for them to actually grow into anything. Um, but the rush room, that increases your speed by 10 for a short while. Uh, Terra Morabilis Belitis makes you tall or short for 1d10 minutes, and it's just random. And the purple haze makes you see into the ethereal realm for 3d8 minutes. All right. Well, maybe there'll be a way to bring those into the campaign, mate. Hi, I'm Dean. I play Felix Fortunia. Fun fact about Felix, he always wears two pairs of underwear. (laughs) Only one of them uh, is. (laughs) (laughs) Just wears two pairs of underwear because of implications. Ah, the implications. I'm Maka. I play just a tip, a half-elf bard, and I am... Attempting to recover, but not really attempting to recover from a gambling addiction. Ooh, you and uh, you and Felix might get along. All right, let's do a recap. Last session, you finally had the opportunity to join in on the much-anticipated snail race. In the end, Schwangberry emerged as the winner, comfortably clinching victory. Next, you moved on to the Fairy Kingdom, where each of you received fairy names. Within the kingdom, you met the whimsical residents and engaged in a thrilling game of hide-and-seek, where Felix emerged as the victor, which is no surprise because he's a hide-and-seek champion. Following that adventure, you embarked on a journey to the Mystery Mine, where a uniquely magical ride awaited you. As you explored further, you encountered perplexing puzzles and eventually found yourselves in a confrontation with a mysterious shadow that is quite familiar to Stunzi. To everyone's surprise, including my own, you emerged victorious from the encounter and defeated my shadow, which uh, has stuffed up some of my plans. After mine, (laughs) it was time to witness the crowning of the Witchlight Monarch. Mr. Light orchestrated an extravagant show, unveiling Stunzi as the well-deserved winner of the Witchlight Crown. Stunzi received applause and a nice little boon. And including the festivities with a march around the carnival and jubilant fireworks, it was time for guests to bid farewell and return home. As everyone dispersed, Mr. Witch turned to you guys and said, it is time. 
and he led you off towards the Hall of Illusions where our story continues. You guys are following Witch and Light towards a large tent that's painted with a mural of shifting images that show grinning fairies diving into pools of color. The stripes of the tent's pointed canopies rotate in spirals, and the whole display seems designed to befuddle onlookers. Close to the entrance, you take in a wooden mannequin of a grinning, raven-haired young woman in witch's attire and a green flowing cape who hovers inside a glass cabinet. At the top of the cabinet, a sign reads, Tasha the Wizard, known for her hideous laughter. As you enter the tent, you see tall mirrors line the interior walls of the tent. The mirrors reflect you all in your use, including witch and light, which reflect them as shadowy, gloomy, shadarchy children. Mr. Witch snaps his fingers and the distortions of the mirrors stop, reflecting everyone's true age and appearance. Witch and Light stop at a large ornate mirror and turn to you. Here we are. Just remember, we cannot bring you back. Any questions? That Tasha thing, like obviously Dean knows who Tasha is. Like obviously she's a famous witch. Yeah, she's a famous witch. I feel like we just laugh and go, where's the cauldron? <laughs> Metagaming wise, if you got too close to that, you would uh, all fall under the spell of the hideous laughter. Oh, okay. Yeah, I pushed Wangberry right at it. Well, <laughs> it's too late now. But yeah, that, that's all that was really. Okay. My question is, how old does Felix appear in the mirrors? It's reflecting what you're doing now, but as your younger selves. Yes, yeah, sweet. Right. I uh, look straight at Felix like, it is you. Yeah, yeah. I, I said that. Like, I told you that. Do you not believe me? I do now. I was a little shit. Yeah, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I wouldn't believe me either. After a moment, Mr. Witch addresses you in a hushed tone. Everything you seek and more lies beyond this mirror. If you mean to step through, then stand in front of the glass. And I'll stand in front of the glass. step through. Oh, yeah. No, he just wants you to stand in front of the glass. You don't step through. (laughs) You walk into the mirror. (laughs) Yeah. That's the mirror and the game is over. Yeah, you, you can't get there. You lose your shit. Game over, boys. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening, everyone. I start taking my clothes off. What? Is, do, do we not need to take our clothes off? Leave your clothes on. Just stand in front of the mirror, boy. I'm but, really confused what happened to Felix the first time, yeah? Uh, leave your clothes on, please. Mm, I'll leave them on, but I trust you wearing clothes to go through a mirror. That seems strange. Uh, trust us it's fine just leave your clothes on you can take them off once you're there as i'm doing that i touch myself and (laughs) cast gift of alacrity on it okay you touch a willing creature for the duration the target can add one d8 to its initiative roll yeah and i touch myself as i put my clothes on like i start rubbing my body up i'm like oh yeah i move away from felix yeah Yeah, i stand on the other side i apologize for him Anyway, I assume you're all standing in front of the mirror. Yeah. Yep. Uh, once ready, witch and lights say, Hither, tither, here and there. Wander, yonder, take them there. And mist swirls in the mirror, blotting out your reflections. Then it shoots out, enveloping the group. The mist overtakes your vision, and you can only hear the voice of Mr. Witch. Mind the rule of three. Future, past, and present. The mist is all you can see now, and it swirls around you violently. You close your eyes as the mist envelops, and for a split second, you think it's a trap, and memories flash before your eyes. What do your characters see? Um, Yeah, so a couple of memories flash before my eyes. Uh, My dad's uh, ultrad and spanky teaching me to shoot a longbow for the first time. Uh, I remember the time a few bees landed on my chin, and it looked like I had had a beard. And it really made my dad's laugh. Uh, and then I also had a flashback of the pure blissful moment that I tasted the sweet ambrosia that is mead for the first time and new joy 
That's all sweet. Edrelin, what, what would your character see? Edrelin would see his great-grandfather building uh, lots of prototypes before he finally invents the yo-yo. <laughs> and then, of course, gifting it to me when I was a youngling, my most prized possession. Does he see anything else? Maybe just hanging out at the carnival with these fellas. And Stunzi, what would your character see? Stunzi sees his him and his childhood friend when they used to go spore bombing the nearby town and covering the entire town in mushrooms. It was great fun. Cool. Uh, Felix, what would your character see? Felix sees himself standing in the middle of the Feywild, young again, and out of nowhere, Jeff the Fairy Dragon pops into existence next to him, carrying a large watermelon. Felix starts laughing hysterically. He also sees himself playing cards with Zilbilnia, losing badly, but somehow convinced his luck will change soon. The last thing he sees is him sitting on the shoulders of a goblin who's on the shoulders of a gnome, where they're wearing a large trench coat trying to convince a bouncer troll that they're old enough to enter the Bloody Tooth and Broken Bone Tavern within the Feywild. I like it. Mr. Tip. Uh, Jester sees boobs just bulk. Fuck it out. No. Jester sees uh, his his uncle teaching him how to play the lute, and um, then next scene sees him stealing his dad's lute to go and perform a show at the carnival, and uh, then sees how annoyed his dad was once he came back without the lute. He's got regrets. Yeah, a little bit. And then bulk boobs. <laughs> bulk boobs, excellent. And can I just clarify, is that bulk in number or bulk in size? That's important. Yeah, look, I there's a little bit of both. Scratch everything, Felix, or he also saw bulk boobs as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his memories, Jester Tip's memories were way better. <laughs> uh, and uh, just as quickly as those memories and the miscome, it all begins to fade. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> it up. Oh, shit. <laughs> I set myself up for that one, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. When the mist's finally clear, you stand at the edge of a raised and broken causeway under a hazy twilight sky. The causeway, which is built from pale stones that glow faintly from within, towers over the surrounding landscape, but large sections of it have crumbled away. The parts that remain in place are separated by large gaps where portions have collapsed. To the east, the top of a building of some sort pokes out from the fog. A fog-shrouded swamp spreads out below you in all directions, and up from its muck wafts the smell of rotting plants. Also rising from the swamp is the music of nature, a symphony of croaking frogs and singing birds. Despite the gloomy view, the air feels thicker and more alive than you're used to, and the scents and aroma hit your nose like nothing has before. This is definitely not where you would have been standing moments before. Welcome to the Feywild, boys. Awesome. Good to be here. Can we go look at the frogs? Uh, you're up very high at the moment, so you have to travel down the causeway. One thing I didn't mention was that to the far, far north in the clouds, you can see what looks to be some sort of palace. It's quite uh, quite hard to see through the clouds and the mist and the fog and swampland below you. Today. Just on, Felix. Uh, give me a history check now that you're back in the Feywild. Oh, history. With advantage. Oh, with advantage. Yeah, I'm going to need it. An eight and a one. Uh, you recall being taken to Prismere when you were a child. Uh, this is where you met Zabilna, your patron and the ruler of Prismere. However, your restless nature and wanderlust prevented you from staying in Prismere for too long, leading you to venture into different locations and realms within the Feywild. Moving from place to place through the Feywild, you noticed a recurring pattern among various locations you visited. Despite their unique attributes, 
many of these places within the Fae shared commonalities in the way in which they operated and the rules they followed. The three rules that were quite common throughout all of the Fae lands you visited are the rules of hospitality. When a friend, an enemy, or stranger enters your home, you're expected to be gracious and accommodating to them until such time they prove by their words or actions undeserving of such hospitality. That's rule one. Rule two, the rule of ownership. You must not steal from a friend, an enemy, or stranger. To take something that doesn't belong to you without the rightful owner's permission is a crime and an unforgivable breach of etiquette. And number three is the rule of reciprocity. When a friend, an enemy, or stranger offers you a gift, upon accepting it, you must offer something of comparable value, be a gift or a service in return. Such uh, reciprocation need not happen immediately. One thing that I think we're all aware of now is that time flows strangely when compared to the material plane. Once again, if you think of the good place and think of the Jeremy Baramy timeline, it's a bit like that. And... With an eight, I'll give you accessing the Fey Wild or getting back to the material plane is done via Fey crossings, powerful spells, or rituals. Which begs the question: How did you get back to the material plane, Felix? Uh, Felix doesn't remember. He he coming back to the Fey Wild. I feel like his memory's still foggy, and he's looking around. He goes, oh, "There's there's familiarity about this place. I mean, I, I remember the laws of the place." I remember that my hands, despite me wanting to steal stuff and learning very quickly not to do that, you know, and, you know, it's important favors are big here. I just, it's still such mystery. Like, where did I leave Jeff? Where where am I right now? Like, this place looks so familiar, but I've been so far and wide through the Feywild. I, I just, ah, I look at the group and just like, I, I don't think I'm all there still. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I kind of agree with him. Also, I was going to say that you kind of don't remember Prismia looking like this. You remember it being, you know, a bit more typical Fae, beautiful and lush and all fancy-wancy. This is a fucking swamp. That's the other thing. Like, look around me. This is a, it smells like the Fae Wild, but the Fae is beautiful. Like, it's this magical place where you just think your dreams are going to come true. This is a this is a fucking swamp. This is like where Schwangberry would hang out. Hells, yeah. yeah. Do you know what kind of frogs they are? Green ones. Uh, <laughs> Green frogs, yeah. Edible. Anything's edible if you're dedicated. Yeah, what would you guys like to do? You're up on this uh, causeway, which is like a giant bridge, but it's broken everywhere. Yeah, (laughs) so um, you're probably probably about, uh, it's a 100-foot climb, or uh, Edgerlin's case, a 100-foot lovely little fly down. Can I call out to the frogs? Uh, I guess you can try. Hey, frogs, what kind of frogs are you? Ribbit. I look back at Schwangberry and go, they're ribbit frogs. I say, mate, you're a fucking dumbass. This is how you speak to frogs. <laughs> and I cast Speak of Animals, uh, and I gain the ability to comprehend and verbally communicate with beasts for the duration. So if I can hear them, I assume they can hear me. Yeah, yeah sure. We heard the ribbits. Yep. Yeah. You can, hear, you can hear frogs and shit. I, I can uh, talk to them for 10 minutes, and I uh, ribbit down for them, uh, introducing myself and asking me who they are. So you're shouting from up top of the causeway to yep. these to a frog down there or whatever. Absolutely, but I assume the guys around me just hear me ribbiting. Yeah, man. Roll I play. say, ask them if they're tasty. Edrilin, <laughs> <laughs> bird law legal expert, frog meat connoisseur. <laughs> So, yeah, what are you asking these bloody frogs? Uh, yeah, no, I introduced myself and asked them who they were. You hear around you um, a bunch of frogs all saying, flies, 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 flies. But um, one frog in particular seems to have heard you and answers back with, Freddo. <laughs> Hello, Freddy. 
They're all <laughs> named Fredo. Flies? Flies? Flies. Tasty? You tasty? Yum. Flies are yummy in my tummy. I give Edge on the thumbs up. Uh, how, how far away are these frogs? Uh, you're 100 meters in the air on this causeway, so they're somewhere down the bottom. There's like a little marshy, swampy land near you, so we'll say they're around near the water. Well, all I wanted to know is who they were, so I've achieved that. I'm still trying to talk to them. I hear you ribbiting and I start copying you going, ribbit, 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 ribbit. I give you a double up. thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. I nod my head going, yeah, see, I can do the same, bro. I just ribbit out. Bye, flies. Flies. <laughs> Put my uh, hand on Billix's shoulder and be like, the frogs are your friends. Particularly if you have some flies. <laughs> so what would you like to do? I'll give you a hint. The only way is down. Off the the bridge. only way is down. So we can only go down off the bridge, so we can't walk back along the bridge? Uh, the map doesn't extend that far. So no. <laughs> just down. Uh, Find I... a way down. Yeah, I was about to say, can I just jump? I it's 100 metres. 100 metres? Yeah. 100 metres in there. Can yeah. flying people carry non-flying people? In I'm a, a bum I'm, bag. Well, yeah. Oh, in a bum bag. We can get a ladder <laughs> just to fly everyone down in the bum bag. <laughs> Two at a time. Yep, that sounds that. good. I got featherfall. Yeah, so, so you can land fine. It goes for a minute. So oh, yeah. you can cast that on all of us. And then, and then Edrillon can just fly down. And we don't have to break the game with the uh, <laughs> bum can, bag mechanic. You can break the game. I can also say it's not a hard climb down, boys. Ah, oh, uh, climb. You see, Felix, he starts climbing down. I'll start climbing down. Yeah, I'll cool. climb with you. All right, who wants a, a ride in the bum bag? All right, we can just climb down. If anyone falls, I'll just cast Featherfall on all of us. Edrillon yeah. can just fly, so. Yeah. Uh, it's a reaction Let's anyway, so we'll just start climbing. Right. If anyone falls, cool. I'll just cast it. Uh, everyone just give me a, whatever the dex check is for Acrobatics. Game. Acrobatics. Everyone give me an acrobatics check. I give myself oh. a guidance. I, I need it. I assume Edrelin's not going to climb. He's just going to fly down. No, I'm climbing. Peer pressure. No, I just solidarity, you know. I got a Ted. Yeah, cool. Uh, you all succeed in climbing down. It takes a couple of minutes. On your way down to the east in the distant sky, as you're climbing down, of course, you spot a great balloon made of patchwork material that spins out of control as though punctured, causing the wicker basket that hangs from it to swing wildly. The balloon plunges towards a lonely tower approximately a mile away, obscured by fog. Oh. Felix holds a fist bump out to Schwagberry. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, great minds think alike. They're fucked. Let's go north. I don't travel by balloon. Yeah. Well, I think this. I think the message we're getting here is that we, yeah, we don't travel by balloon in the Fay Wall because it's just going to crash. So as you put your feet on the swampy marsh below you, you have disturbed a giant crane and it just flutters off and flies away. <gasps> I wave goodbye. I look at Edrelin and go, like, what's the bird law on, like, jumping on his back? Uh, you need consent. Oh, okay, okay. But we can obtain that. Can I get on your back? As I scream out to the crane. It's already flying off, mate. <laughs> uh, sticky mud squelches beneath your feet. Tangled mangroves grow out of pools of rippling water, half hidden by thick fog, and purple mushrooms cling to rotting logs and stumps scattered throughout the marsh. Crickets that glow like fireflies chirp serenely before. They're snatched out of the air by tongues of hungry flogs. Flies. <laughs> Going from one direction as several voices joined in a marching song, the singing grows louder as six bipedal rabbits wearing clothes emerge from the fog. Two of them tug at the reins of a giant snail and the Others carry clubs and a sling. What? I wave at them. No. I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. It's like some of those mushrooms as I walk past, put them in my <laughs> pouch. Yeah, sure. 
Uh, roll a d6. That's how many you can grab. D6. I got a three. Ooh, you get three purple mushrooms. Feed them, feed them to these things now. Uh, everyone give me a <laughs> perception check. Uh, I cast guidance on myself. 13. 18. he got an eight. With all those perceptions, you can hear their song. The song goes, With sticks and stones will break your nose, will beat you blind and steal your clothes. But none among us can compare to the wily, swift and stand-up hair. Scarf's the glorious, thief notorious. His deeds are truly meteorious. With a wink and a grin, he'll show you his cunning. A flash of his scarf, he'll take off running. Quick as a bolt, his long scarf trailing. Gasping, grasping, you'll end up failing. You'll pout, you'll moan, you'll huff, you'll sneer. Thanks to Agdon Longscar, brigand prince of Prismere. That's what you hear as they're approaching. Mm. Uh, they always wanted to get naked because they're going to steal his clothes anyway. Yeah. The singing immediately stops as one of the Harangons steps forward. It's a medium-sized rabbit that's brown with brown eyes and a sandy brown jacket holding a club in one hand and a vase-like object in another hand. It steps forward and says, Hello, travellers. You, uh, you don't look like you're from around here. Uh I step forward and go, and I like got my purple eyes going. Damn, I look close enough, friend. Oh, you're a little bit from the Fae, but your travellers don't like from around here, are they? Oh, I just thought I'd bring them for a gander. Well, let me be the first to welcome you to Hither. Welcome. It's a lovely place here. I am Jebek. This is my crew, and we work for Prince Agdon Longstaff, the Prince of Prismere. Look, I don't know a better way to say this, but... um. This is a uh, this is a robbery, you see. And um, if you don't give me what we want, well, we're just gonna have to beat the shit out of you. And um, you see all of them pull out their weapons. So the front four huh. all have little short swords, and the two at the back with the giant snail have they have some sort of bow. I said, oh, you're right. This is a robbery. <laughs> so if you don't hand your shit over, it's going to go bad for you guys. That's tough talk. Let's let's all be gentlemen about this, and you give me what I want, and we'll be off, and no one needs to get hurt, eh? From your I don't know. song, you were saying you wanted my clothes. I'm kind of attached to you. I don't want your clothes. Um, I go. I bring up the second rule of the Feywild about well, stealing. About stealing? We're not stealing. You're in Hither. Everything belongs to Bablona, and we work for Agdon, who works for Bablona. So, in return, we own what you have. What's yours is yours, but what's yours is also ours and Bablona's. If that's true, what's the secret handshake? There's no secret handshake, buddy. They're lying. They're not from here. They're imposters. <laughs> Arrest them. What do they want? Oh, what do they want? Let's hear what they want. Oh, we just want your happiest memory. Oh, it's not not that big of a deal, is it? Mm. Are you, you going to give me your happiest memory in return? No, no, no. You give me yours. See, I got this little jug. Just touch the jug and think about your happiest memory. And that's it. You can keep your shit. Can I do like an arcana or insight check into this? I want to try and see if it can be used maliciously. Would I get an indication that this is a bad idea? Jebek will just like, tell you. Once, once you give us the memory, we have it. It's no longer yours. That's all we want. That's not something I can abide. So I'm going to enact rule three, bitch. If you hurt one of my friends, I'm going to return the favor in kind and kill one of yours. Okay. Seems we're getting into fisticuffs. Well, I, I ask him, can, is it a fisticuffs? Can we play a game? Nope. It's fisticuffs. <laughs> okay. Everyone roll initiative. All right. We're in trouble. With, I haven't got many spells left. 18. Have we had a long 18. rest recently? Look, I'll be nice and say that uh, during the portal, you 
all, all get refreshed and a long rest and you can level up to three. Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, don't forget my generosity is DM. Oh. In that case, as I land in the bog from climbing down, I disturb a hive of bees who swarm up and form a beautiful beard, hiding my weak chin. Not that I have a weak chin. You see that the Herodon uh, all get to go first. Uh, you see that Jebek, the first one, will just leap straight into the action, straight into your face, Felix. Um, they do a straight leap. Straight into then, my face? Fuck yeah, you. They leap 20 feet and move an extra 30, all getting into your faces. All right, so the ones in front of you, Jebek is in front of Felix, right next to Jester and Stunzi. There's another brigand in front of Jester and one in front of Stunzi and one in front of Edrelin. The only one without a rabbit in his face is Schwangberry. Nice. All these ones that are up in your grill, whip out clubs. We'll start with Jebek to try and hit Felix. 14. <laughs> it hits. Four damage. That's awesome. They get uh, pack tactics as well. So let's just see if she crits. <laughs> she does not. <laughs> the next one will have a swing at Jester with advantage 15. Yeah. Uh, it's three damage. Oh, next one okay. to have a swing at Stunzi 15. No, misses. Oh, this one swings and a miss. Uh, the last hair gone does not have advantage as no one is within five feet of Edgelin. So they're going to swing for an 11. Does that hit you, Edgelin? Does not. Next is Jester. Okay, sidebar. Do, do we want these people to take us to the king, dude, or do we just want to fight him and kill him? Well, that's an interesting question. I mean, they were told that cool-ass snail that we might be able to take and become friends with and ride. Yes, Cargo. We're pretty good <laughs> I'm down for that. We can't just well, come in here killing people. So if we had him offered our memory instead as a gift, they would have had to give us seven new ones. No, I asked him and he said no. Oh, oh that's right. And that's, he's... that's why I told him the um, give a gift in return in terms of pain. Well, let's just kill him. I was going to use a little thing suggestion to spell and and then suggest that their leader takes us to their leader you know what i mean like all of a sudden we're out of the fight and we're just gonna follow them to wherever their leader is but if you think we should just kill the motherfuckers kill them. that's actually i don't know kill them. yeah all right. well we can use that spell later when there's only like one or two left yeah, yeah. All right. Well, there's one up in my grill. He hit me. I'll cast Fairy Fire on these four here that are right next to us. They're all close enough. Dexterity. 21, 8, 7, 15. The one in front of Stunzi and the leader that spoke to you, Jebek, both fail and have Fairy Fire cast on them. Nice. Yeah. The two on the outside in front of Edrelin and Jester do not have Fairy Fire on them. All right. And I will use as a bonus action, who's standing right next to me? Next to you is Felix, and just above oh, you is Stunzi. I wouldn't probably use it on me. Yeah, I wouldn't, because I don't really like you. you. You tend to get naked at the wrong opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> True. Probably Stunzi. Which, what ironically, time? is a classic Macca move. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will cast Spidey's Inspiration on Stunzi. Cool. Thank and you. And I will say, kill them all! <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, cheers, brother. As I change from my cowboy hat to a helmet. Just mid-battle, you just swap hats. <laughs> cool. Uh, it is Felix's turn after that sweet uh, hat change. How high up are these mushrooms? So they're along the 100-foot descent that you guys just made. Mm -hmm. Multiple levels, so one's 20 feet, one's 50 feet, one's 70 feet. Uh, cool. I will cast misty step so it brings us around by silver mist you teleport up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space that you see so i'll teleport to this mushroom you're 20 feet in the air now i do the john cena to jablek i look at him and go now you see me 
how you doing? And I disappear and appear up on this toadstool. Come on, you got to say, you can't see me and wave your hand in front of your face, mate. Don't get it wrong. <laughs> I'm just That's pasta the salad. Cena. I'm pasta salad. And then uh, that was a bonus action. Mm-hmm. And then for my action, I'll cast Eldritch Blast at Jablek. Yeah, you will, your Warlock. 23 hits. Oh, yeah. Does... You also have advantage on that guy. Oh, yeah. Let's you do. Roll again. See if you crit. I do not. And yeah. damage is eight. Force. Eight damage. Uh, you see that is a, a nice little hit to Jebek. She's a little bit hurt from that and looks not too pleased about being hit with the blast. Edrelin, you're up. All right. Let's hit this one with a sword, the one in front of me. Crit. Yeah. Damn. Nice. How do you obliterate this hair gone? It's a hair. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a rabbit. Yeah, yeah. Hair gone. Uh just a nice little fillet just to uh cook a rabbit stew later. Oof. Gross. There's bits of rabbit if you want to pick it up later for a stream. Yeah, yeah. Don't know if that's frowned upon here. Might not be. There was never any of the rules. There was no eating people. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> In fact, it's encouraged. Uh, bonus. We have some good berries. We can have some good berry and rabbit stew. And mushrooms. Oh, plenty of mushrooms. I can make one unarmed strike as a bonus action. Go for it. You'll have advantage because uh, this hair next to you or next to Stunzi has a fairy fire outlined. Well, in that case, I will unarmed strike. 16, does that hit? <laughs> yeah, 16 hits. Sweet. Four damage. You're starting to tell that uh, these guys are a lot of talk, not much bite. The snipers at the back near the snail uh, raise their bows and will aim it at Elix. (laughs) The first one I assume will miss with a 10. 10 misses. Second one, 24. That's going to hit. 24 definitely hits. Five damage. And you will see both of them, after shooting their longbow, take the hide action. Just going to do a little stealthy stealth check. Uh, Stunzi, you're up. Okay. I will cast Shillelagh on my quarterstaff mm-hmm. and strike out at the fella in front of me. I think that's how I do it. Well, with a crit, that's definitely how you do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. How do you beat this Hagon's skull in? I spin the quarterstaff over my head like a ninja turtle, and I bring it down straight on top, cracking his skull. Yeah, its uh, brains just explode everywhere, mate. It's kind of gross. Is that the boss one, or is that the... No, the uh, Jebek is between Jester and Stunzi. You notice that the remaining rabbits are looking a bit discouraged and potentially are looking to back out. Uh, Schwangberry, your turn. Alright, I um, draw my bow and I point it at Jebek and mm-hmm. my beard starts to vibrate uh, and slightly separate a bit. I'm like, this is a robbery. <laughs> I would like that jar and your favourite memory. That's that's stealing. You can't do that here. The, the rules of reciprocity and hospitality and ownership, it doesn't belong to you. But we're now in this kingdom, so therefore aren't we apart and what's yours is mine and what's mine is yours? No, what's yours is Bavlorna's. Bavlorna owns everything in Hither. Tell you so what, that means we own everything. So, yeah, it doesn't matter. If we take it, she still owns it. Well, it you're it? stealing from Bavlorna, and that's not something you want to do. Good borrowing. Unless I want to take I that jar to Bavlorna. That's right. exactly our intentions. And tell them how their thugs uh, are really weak and shit. Uh, you can give me all a group intimidation check if you want. Intimidation? Oh, I do have plus four to intimidation. Me too. Oh, I got minus one. <laughs> I got a one. Oh, some of us are not. 
guards, Stanziger six. Oh, oh, very good. intimidating. Okay. Me and Jester, me of all person is intimidating. Apparently, I'm intimidating. <laughs> yeah, Schwangberg got you know a one place. on intimidation uh, because he let out the occasional rabbit during so. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna yeah. let our weapons do the talking. So your group intimidation check worked out to, on average, be a nine. You see Jebek looks at you stone cold and he's like, you're not getting the gourd. Give me what I want and we'll end this peacefully. In that case, I say you can't have my memory, but you can have my arrow. And I loose my arrow into Jebek. Advantage. Remember this. 23. That definitely hits. Six piercing damage. Cool. Uh, you see Jebek is really hurt. And Almost close enough that he could take one step forward and reach out and poke him with the arrow. <laughs> yeah, I know. But now I say, uh, and is your name Roxanne? Because here comes Sting. And bees fly out of my beard and sting her for five damage. Oh. So you're using Gathered Swarm as a Absolutely. bonus action? Yep. Holy crap, that's a lot of damage at this level. You see these, uh, this swarm of bees just surround Jebek and you hear her slowly, slowly die as she is stung several times in the face and her face just walks up and she dies. Felix screams out, you better back up. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to get any more hurt. Um, I ignore Felix. I throw a rock at Felix. Felix catches a rock, lucky rock, and puts it in his pocket. (laughs) Thanks for finding the lucky rock for me. My fans are throwing their This happened once before. Yes, I was performing once, and people started throwing rocks at me. Celebration, I know. It was a good joke. Thank you, thank you. This uh, hair gun in front of Jester is just going to sprint away towards his buddies. You get an opportunity attack, Jester. I got a 16. You hit. And it does 11 damage. Holy crap, that's good damage. Uh, before what? this, you see this, hair gun, you see this hair gun go to turn away and you just slice its head off. That's max damage. It fucking just flops the ground dead. And I say, where you going, punk? <laughs> Felix throws a rock at Jester Stip. Good joke. I hope you say that to every single thing you kill now. <laughs> and now it's your turn. Sweet. My turn. Yep, you've got the two snipers and the snail. They're hiding, aren't they? Yeah, they are hidden, so you'll have disadvantage if you attack. Can we assume uh, this snail, do we assume this snail's on our side, or is it just like a wild animal? You recall when they were approaching that they were not too kind with this snail? So I was going to don't hurt the snail. They're using it as more like a mule of sorts, and they're not treating it all too well, to be honest. Don't hurt the snail. I have an idea. Okay. All of uh, our snail puns are going to come to roost, and we'll be able to name the snail something cool. Roost. Classic Edrelin. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm <laughs> coming a bit of a one-trick pony here, but I'm just going to cast Fairy Fire on these two because they're hidden, and it'll show where they are. Oh shit! That just automatically works with unless it's a unless they pass a deck save. Yep, they have to pass a deck save. Are you doing it on the snail as well? That has nothing yeah, to do. It's going to hit the snail. It's not going to damage the snail, but it is going to hit the snail. It's it's a thirteen DC, isn't it? Ah uh, yes. The one at the top passes, and the one next to the snail below does not. Snail rolls a nat twenty for a sixteen, and he passes. Yeah, shows it for a sixteen, so he's got a minus four. But he sure does. <laughs> Let's go. Oh Jesus Christ! The eighty-five. I will 
mosey up 30 feet closer. Do you uh, get advantage because it's hidden? Yeah, you do. Well, it glows. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. You do because you can see it, so you still yeah, get advantage. Up, it. So we still get advantage on it. Yeah. This hair gun's just behind a bush. You're wondering how you didn't actually see it before. Sweet. That's my turn. Dunsey still has a bardic inspiration. Felix's turn. All right. I'm going to cast Message on the snail. You point your finger towards a creature within range, 120 feet, and whisper a message. The target, and only the target, hears the message and can reply in a whisper that only you can hear. I just whisper to the snail, we're not here to hurt you. You are a gentle beast. Just get in your shell and we will protect you. Stay safe, my friend. You see the giant snail uh, just kind of slowly look around and wonder where the message is coming from. Yeah, it may or may not understand common. Yeah, you know, that's cool. I don't care. I just want the befriend of giant snail. Cool. Next up is Edrelin. So there's one hair gun you can see and the other one is well hidden and a giant snail, obviously. I only have one ranged attack that can reach these things. Uh, so if I attack this one at the bottom, we have I have advantage, is that right? Yeah, the one I've outlined in yellow is, uh, I'm going to yeah. say, covered in yellow fairy fire. So you can see that with advantage. The other one is hidden and you'll have disadvantage if you try and attack it. All right, well, it's not going to do much damage. Let me fly 60 feet, which is my flying speed. Then I will be within range to throw a dart <laughs> at this one. Yeah, cool. That's the only ranged weapon I have. Um, yeah, a 9 and an 11 do not hit. So you throw your darts and miss them. Uh, this okay. would be the hair sniper's turn. Uh, you see the one that is hidden uh, just do a bunny leap and jump away. And you see the one covered on fairy fire jumps on the snail and says, Away, Sheldon. Yeah. And, Don't do it, um, Sheldon. Sheldon starts moving 10 feet. <laughs> so uh, one hair gun is, is now 60 feet away further from where you guys were and um the other hair gun with the fairy fire is on sheldon the snail and they have only moved 10 feet because a giant snail can't move very fast immediate yep okay you're up all righty i'll just come forward my 30 feet and i'll cast firebolt at the one with fairy fire on it yeah go for it 21 and 19 both hit so how about it? Six. I throw six at him. Six is not too shabby, and this hair gone with fairy fire is hurt. Very hurt, actually. Schwingberry, you're up. All right. Uh, Schwingberry casually walks 30 feet, and now I need a DM ruling. Mm -hmm. um, so no. we've gathered swarm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nice, Maker. Uh, once on each of my turns, I can cause the swarm to assist me in a couple of different ways immediately after I hit a creature with an attack. Mm -hmm. Now, does that include ranged attacks? So if I was to fire an arrow and hit the rabbit in fairy fire, can I still use my gathered swarm on it, given that it's such a distance away? Yeah. <laughs> I just, just thought I'd go. Cool. And for a bit of flavor, they follow in the path of the arrow. Oh, yeah, that, that's what I mm. should happened. So with that in mind, uh, I line up a shot mm -hmm. and fire my arrow. I can see him with advantage. For a 22. Yeah. So, just kill this rabbit, man. All right. I I, uh, I just I just pat my beard and, and say, I got this, boys. And I only fire my arrow. And with a nine, it just goes right through 
the back of the head uh, and out the nose. Yeah, this rabbit uh, falls off Sheldon and is dead in the ground. So this last hairgon, just for your uh, knowledge, is 70 plus add an oxygen to 60. That's 130 feet away. Um, I don't know if anyone can hit that. Maybe Felix can with an Eldritch Blast. Jester, this rabbit is 130, so 140, 150 feet away from you. I will walk back to the head rabbit. Mm -hmm. Jebek, uh, who's dead on the ground. And pick up the jar of memory. Nice. Yeah, cool. We'll uh, finish this and I'll give you the item and whatever else is on their body. But I'll just give you that afterwards. Anything else you want to do? Nope. Uh, Felix. This rabbit is 130 from Stunzi and you're 15 feet away, so 140-ish away from you. I'm 120 feet, so I've got to move 30 feet. <laughs> you got to get down too. Yeah, I'll just take the damage. You just jump down? Yep. Uh, give me a dex check to see if you can do it nimbly. Yeah, you Damn. somehow manage to uh, jump down without hurting yourself. You do the nice little roll and pop up. That makes you 20 feet closer. Cool. Eldritch Blast. Go for it. 21, 21 will hit. And damage is six. Well, that's a nice hit, but this hair gun is still still kicking. Edrilin, you're up. So how far away from me is this hair? Uh, it was 140 feet from Stunzi, and you are 30 feet closer. So it's 110 feet from you. If I don't kill it now, it's gone. Well, Schwangberry reckons he can hit 600 feet, but... um, That's true. At disadvantage, obviously. Ah, why not? I'm sure I can find some more darts later. <laughs> Just go for it. Go for it. Uh, so I would have to move... I would have to fly 60 feet. Mm -hmm. Is that your full movement, 60 feet? Yeah. Nice. Flying speed. Uh, and I will throw a dart at disadvantage. 16. You hit. Ooh. You hit this hair gun as it's fleeing. Which I'll tell you now, you need to get three. Uh, come on. on three guaranteed. Yes. Guaranteed. Yes. It, it's it's 1d4 plus three, so it's guaranteed. Oh, you nice. see this hair gun sprint away and gets a smirk across its face because it's all you throw a peony dart earlier and miss, and you take that smirk as an insult and pivot dart right between its eyes and it flops to the ground dead. All the hair guns are Gonski. Right on. That was your right. first fight in the Feywild, boys. Should have given us the should have given us the handshake. <laughs> Could have just given us the handshake. <laughs> oh, it must be time for Macca's three favorite words. What's the, the bodies. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so you're gonna loot the bodies. What you find are generally some knickknacks, some buttons, <laughs> paddywhack. <laughs> you find some buttons, <laughs> some lint, some spools of thread. Nothing of great value. The most valuable thing is the gold. All right, so Jebek's delightful gold. This gold is sealed with a golden knob and can store up to six memories at a time. If a creature voluntarily touches the knob while you are holding the gold, you can spend an action to siphon a happy memory of your choice from the creature. They lose the memory entirely as it becomes trapped. Fucked up. Nice. As uh, a bonus just, just action, you can extend one memory God. from the gold, destroying the memory from existence. When doing so, roll a d4 and add the number rolled to one ability check of your choice within the next minute. You cannot oh. repeat this ability until the die is used or expires. Fuck, that's pretty strong. Yeah. I didn't give up my memory. As an action, you can remove the stopper to release all of the memories trapped inside where upon they return to their original owners. Mm -hmm. I remove the stopper. 
Oh, that's nice of you. As you remove the stopper, you see two misty visions pop up. The first one you see is a memory of a bullywog holding their newborn for the first time. That drifts off into the distance. And the next one is a young hair gone hearing I love you for the first time from their partner. I cast firebolts. (laughs) (laughs) I run over to the snail and start patting it. Felix is like super excited. He goes, it's me, snail. I'm the one who messaged you. I'm the one who messaged you. I'm nice. I'm nicer. I'm not going to let them hurt you again. It kind of like recoils sort of into itself a bit. It's a bit scared. Like um, it hasn't it, been treated well. Is it dirty? Mm. Yeah, I can't let's say it's a bit dirty. I cast prestidigitation mm-hmm. to clean it up. So you instantly clean or soil an object no larger than one cubic foot, but it's a cantrip. So I cast it multiple times to clean its shell and make it all shiny and new. Nice. You see its little eyes on its stems just look around and see that it's clean and uh, it pops back out of its shell, looks down at you and like slimes you a little bit as a gesture of appreciation. I give it a rock. Oh, is it the rock I threw at you? Yes. Damn it. <laughs> it puts it in its <laughs> mouth. Yes. This is a gift of appreciation, Stale. It's not much. It doesn't mean much. I don't expect anything reciprocity, but this is a gift from me to you. They treat you bad. It shouldn't be the Fae world isn't about treating people badly, and that it's about wonderment and excitement and that. Yeah, it just eats the rock, and your hand is now slimy with snail slime. Ooh. I ask it if I can climb on its shell. It looks at you dumbfounded. It doesn't speak your language. Um, speaking of the snail, uh, it's got a pack bag on it and it's just filled with some rations, a water skin and a tent. Is it considered stealing if the owners are all dead? <laughs> don't know. Is it? Ah, oh, that's looting. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look at Schwangberry and go, it's not speaking to me as much as it pains me to say this. Uh, it might be better you communicate to it. No. I don't know but I'm going to climb on a shell anyway. I so say, I climb up on a shell. I say Schwangberry can cast that on you so you can talk to your new friend. Uh, give me an animal handling or persuasion check, uh, Felix, uh, just to see if the snail persuasion. wants to let I'll you on. I'll do a persuasion with, uh, with, and I'll cast guidance on myself. Yeah. Ooh. This snail sees what you're about to do and kind of lowers itself. It lowers itself, allowing you to get on quite easily because you're a little fella. Yeah. It lets you on. And I'm, I'm sitting on the back of the snail and I'm going, Wee! <laughs> This is so exciting. Reminds me of the snail race. <laughs> I'm just riding the snail. I don't care where we go. I'm going very slow next to you. Yeah. I'll catch. I scream out, I'll catch up to you guys as I ride the snail. I asked Felix what he's named the snail. Uh, s- snail by the bay. All right. Uh, I then say, <laughs> I christen you snail by the bay, and I smash my glass bottle on its shell. I stare at Schwangberry and go, how dare you hurt snail by the bay? <laughs> now you're on this giant snail which moves 10 feet. You can have a giant snail that's a slow motherfucker. I climb up next it's to Felix as well. Yeah, it's it's awesome. constantly dashing. yeah can we all fit on it we'll go slow but hey it's it's a large beast yeah why the hell not actually edrilin's gonna have to fly that's fine i'll fly i think edrilin can fly at 20 feet (laughs) (laughs) keep zooming around he He goes yeah i'll double back a couple of times (laughs) Yeah. Do yeah. we have any bottles or anything? I'm wondering if it's worth. Yes. Yeah, uh, I just smashed mine. I got a bottle. I, have a I wonder if we put like, I don't know if it'll come in handy, but I'm wondering if we put like snail slime in a bottle. Oh, uh, 
I thought you just wanted to live a little, relax a little. No, I'm always <laughs> nails by the bay. Yeah, because what do they say? Relax a little. Water below. A glass of wine, you won't want to go. I mean, in honor of Jimmy Buffett, we should have a drink. Oh, yeah. You should have a margarita. I have witch light wine. You do? Nice. You want to get drunk on top of this nail? <laughs> Well, yeah, and Jester sings, should sing us a, a song. Wasted away. <laughs> I'd, <laughs> I'd rather get drunk on top of the snail than under the snail. If you were the light. Roll for Stupid is Brenna Stunzi, Dennis Felix, Lawsa Zedrelin, Macca is Jester, Tim is Schwangberry, and I'm your DM Chris. Our intro song is If You Were God by Wild Meadows. If you liked what you heard, please like and follow us on social media. And a big thank you to Indirex and Sly Flourish for some additional content I've used throughout this campaign. And make sure you listen to the end for some extra content. Cheers. I'm a fucking idiot this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the audio grab we've been waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> you send that to me. I'm going to put that as my message. Uh, <laughs> I think we. I I've been talking this whole time like questions and oh my fucking god. I <laughs> think we all know what the extra content's going to be. Eh? Oh <laughs> god damn it. Uh, <laughs>